0: Welcome to another episode of Adulting with Wine. I'm your host, Sasha. First, I want to just say that January has flown by. Um, usually, it's the longest month of the year. But for 2022, it's flying by. It's damn near the end of the month. And I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you January this year. Um, for me, January is especially important month because it is my birthday month and actually... While you are listening to this, it is my birthday, January 22nd Um, an early tree for you guys. Usually I uh post episodes on Monday, but I thought I'd post it on Saturday. Um I'm turning 26 this year and I had an epiphany the day before recording that I'm officially in my late 20s. That's so crazy. I remember telling one of my co-workers that I couldn't imagine sometimes that I was 25. Like I never thought that. Um, I never thought about my life this much in advance and Saturdays is actually the day that I, um, I meet with my therapist and we were talking a lot about, you know, this epiphany and some of the things that I've learned, um, you know, as I already thought of all the things that I wanted to say, um, this episode is going to be about the things that I learned, um, five things that I've learned during my life, um. I guess my early 20s really, but I wanted to discuss a little bit about my therapy session this morning because I had one on my birthday and, you know, I was kind of just discussing like the fact that, you know, I was not prepared to be an adult and that's why I didn't imagine my life as an adult. I really was not prepared to be an adult. Um, My parents didn't know how to guide me and I was kind of winging my early 20s, if we're honest. There's a lot of things that I didn't know I had to figure out on my own and I felt like I couldn't ask anybody because they wouldn't know either. And when I say ask anybody, I mean like the people who um are supposed to know. And you have to say supposed to know because like, you know, when you talk about like asking your parents for guidance, yeah, a lot of them, they're supposed to be guiding you, but a lot of them, they're human too. So can we really blame them for not having all the tools and one of the things that my therapist said is just like, a lot of our parents are in survival mode themselves. So they don't know, um, how to help us, or maybe they do, but it's suppressed another trauma because they haven't been able to, um, heal themselves. Um, so I guess it's the first step, you know, I'm glad that I'm healing myself and I'll talk a little bit more about that later on, but, um, just being able to decide that and i think now that i'm 26 i'm kind of like at the point where it's just like i i'm done surviving and i'm done just going with winging it i can plan for my future now i can decide how i want to live my life and as my therapist said like i have the options we have opportunities as people new aged millennials um going becoming adults going into our 30s, you know, we have a lot of opportunity that our parents don't have. A lot of our parents had kids young. Um, You know, my parent already had a kid at my age. She didn't have me, but she had my older sister, my therapist. She had already had two kids by the time she was my age. So a lot of us are, you know, in our late 20s and we don't have kids and we have a lot of opportunity to just explore life, travel. And I think now that I'm in a space where I kind of understand um my adulthood and I've kind of healed a lot. I'm at a space where I'm I'm happy to be looking forward and plan my future and live more. Um y'all going to see me on this internet, okay? Y'all going to see me um some of the things that I want to do is like just travel more. Um alone with other people. I want to have more friends. I want to um be inspired by other people. I want to show up more on the internet. I want to take more photos. I want to create more memories. Um, and create discipline for myself, which I'll also talk about a little bit later. But that's my spiel on that. So like I was saying in my 2021 recap with zooming out has really helped me. So um, reflecting on those past years has really been like a key for me and me um, seeing where I have improved in my early 20s and like where I want to go. I wanted to share with you guys five aspects of my life that have changed in my early 20s to now. Um, The first topic is friendships. Um, If you are um, not new to this podcast, I've talked about friendships a lot. Um, In particular, this one friendship that really hurt me. Um, I've always struggled with friendships. A part of um, that was, you know, my lack of social skills. Um, I was a child that had skipped two grades very young. So if you don't know me, I skipped pre-K four. Pre-K four was like this grade of my Catholic school invented, I guess, so they could have an extra year to collect tuition. But so there was pre-K three, pre-K four, and then kindergarten. I was in pre-K three. Obviously, pre-K three is for three-year-olds. Pre-K four is for four-year-olds. I was in pre-K three they realized that my school level was high so and i mastered like what i was supposed to learn in pre-k four so i was skip to kindergarten and then i also skipped the second grade um skipping the second grade was more of a difficult process um and what's interesting about that was that my school knew that i had the academia level to skip but they already felt like i was young uh, my mom also agreed um and i think she also wanted me to be with kids my age which i kind of think it's still important now. um, And I kind of debate whether or not like that kind of fucked me up (laughs) and led to part of my trauma in my life. But my dad, he wanted me to skip. He's like, if I can do the work, then I should do the work. Um, So, you know, I skipped. I ended up having to go to summer school um, so they could test my skills, I guess. I basically just spent summer school doing workbooks um on second grade work and then at the end of it they decided they was going to skip me so i went from first grade to third grade and then from there i was kind of just like straight through um and then um i graduated high school at 16 and i graduated college at 19. so i was basically very much ahead on top of that i had very strict parents my parents are from the Caribbean. I was not allowed to do a lot. I was not able to go outside. I was not able to hang out with you. Um, Though one time I probably went out in high school. I went to the movies with my friend and I had to have her ask my mom so I can go. And my mom pretended like she was going to say yes if I asked her, but she knew she wasn't going to say yes. But it was a lot of like, people were like, we're having this party in high school. And I was like, and I just knew I was not going to be able to come. And I think a lot of your socialization, as my me and my therapist was talking about, was in high school when you have those social gatherings, when, you know, as she put it, like when life doesn't matter, um, but it feels like a lot matters then. Um, and you guys know what I'm talking about when like you feel like the world is ending because that one insignificant thing happened to you then at that time, but it felt like everything then. But when you think back at it, you're like, girl, that didn't mean shit to me now. Um So I didn't have a lot of those moments. And in college, I went to a commuter school. I was focused on working and getting out of college. And I didn't have really much friends then either. Like I don't have like friends that I consistently contact from those years. So going into adulthood, like that's when I kind of learned those skills that I was supposed to be learning then. Um, So friendships really hit me hard. Learning about friendships, people not liking you, people being fake, It really hit me hard. So like I said, I didn't have many friendships. And you know, when I did, they didn't last long. And in my 20s, I just wanted friends so bad. Like I was so thirsty for friends. And the weird thing is just like, I did have friendships, but like I wanted a friendship like I could go out with people because like I had not experienced going out. So I wanted to go out all the time. Like I wanted to be outside as they say now. But of course at that time, like everybody could be outside, um, not not in on times. on times you can't be outside like you really should be or want to be, but I wanted to be outside. I wanted to be at the brunches. I wanted to be at the dinners. I wanted to be at the parties, at the clubs, at the lounges. I wanted to do it all. And while I did have friends, there were not those type of friends. Um, honestly, the type of friends I had were the friends that I'm looking for now, which is kind of weird. Uh, but regardless, I found a friend that was able to do those things with me and it it was so crazy to me because like I don't think I really even told y'all like the beginning of our friendship and how I met this person but um thinking about it like there were so many red flags from the very beginning like everyone that I met this girl at work for context, and I'll give you guys a little bit of the story as well but um even those people that we worked with together, like, they were like, I will never hang out with that bitch ever in my life, like, and I was just like, why ain't nobody tell me, so this is day, I'm just like, why ain't nobody tell me that she was crazy, um, but, like I said, I found her, I hung out with her, um, how our friendship started, well, it didn't really start when I met her, but how our friendship started, I was working at a job, I was working at this place that shall not be named, in case she finds this video, and, you know, because she, I won't even get into that. Anyway, I was working at this place. She was an assistant manager at this place. So when I got hired, she was in charge of training me, um, at this job. So I met her. I didn't think much of her. Um, she seemed a little mean, but that's about it. Um, I didn't think much of her at the time. Um, everybody else was super nice. Um, but she just seemed like when I first, first met her, like the first day, my first day of training, like she just seemed like really cold. Like I got there early, like 10 minutes early. And when I got there, she came like five minutes after me or like exactly on time that like, we were supposed to be there. And she was just like, you're not supposed to be coming in early, like this early. And I was like, oh, no, I just got here. And she's like, oh, OK, and it was like, OK, <laughs> uh, it was just like off. And then like I remember we started working shifts together And it was okay. And then where things started to take a shift and where I should have like been paying attention is when she started asking me questions about me. So um, she asked me like if I was in school, you know what I was doing at the time, I was getting ready to graduate college. I was in my final semester of college and I was getting getting ready to graduate. I was literally like a month and a half away from graduating at that point because I had started that job in April. My graduation was like in May. So, um, I was finishing up, you know, basically in final season and, um, I told her that she asked me how old I was. I was like, I'm 19. Cause you know, at the time I was 19 and she was like, oh, you know, I just graduated from such a school last year. But the kicker is she's like three, four years older than me. So that kind of played into her insecurity. So she, um, I think she felt insecure about the fact that she graduated school late. Like when she graduated, um, on top of me being early, when she graduated high school herself, she did a gap year before she even went to college. So she was kind of like behind in a sense. But I was kind of telling her like, you know, when you do it, you do it. Like, it's not like a big deal. Like to me, I didn't care and no was I judging her for it, but she was judging herself and it kind of reflected onto me, I think. What I really should have zoomed in on um is a couple weeks later this other girl started but this other girl started as a supervisor also we'll name this person not that they would care if I mention this but whatever so she started off as a supervisor and then you know we we are on a shift together randomly we start being on we were on a shift together so how it worked is that you were on shift with either, either a supervisor it was like a supervisor slash manager and you Um, usually it's like two, two to three people working either two regular associate people and then a supervisor or like a a manager, supervisor and associate or something like that. But it was either two to three work people working at a time. It was never more than that. So, um, this girl was just like, mind you, me and this girl had never met before. She was just like, wait, you're the girl that's graduating college at 19. What? That's crazy. I'm just like, how the hell did you know that? mind you, I had never met this girl. This is my first time working with this girl. This is my first time meeting her. Everything, and she was like, she told me the person's name, and I was just like, interesting. I just, I mean, like, not that it was like super personal information, but it's just like, why were you chatting my business while I'm not there? Like, it was just strange. It was very, very strange, and I thought it was strange then, but it was just very weird. Um, but I paid it no mind. I said nothing. But that should have been like the start um, of my thoughts about her. If you want to hear more about the whole, you know, friendship and where I where like where, how it led to and whatever, there's an episode on it called "Outgrowing Friendships." Please go uh, listen to that episode, and you'll kind of see all of the shady things that happened. I don't even think I mentioned all all of the shady things that happened. I think I've kind of even blocked some of them out of my memory, and I, it comes back to me in like waves at sometimes, but. You hear more about it then But I just want to give y'all guys the backstory of how I met And like kind of like the first red flag for me With this girl But anyway Yeah so I found her um, But I think Meeting her I kind of like was able to You know Note that I experienced A lot of things when I was younger That I didn't even know were wrong to experience Just like manipulation from people um my sister was a huge manipulator and maybe she doesn't know it and maybe she doesn't think she is but she's she was a manipulative person um to a lot of people and I don't know if it's like her trauma response or what her deal is but she was very manipulative and um my mom bullied me when I was younger my mom low-key sometimes I felt like my mom hated me when I was younger from from some to the things that she said to me and how she interacted with me even like as I got older even now some some of the things I mean it's gotten a lot better with me and my mom but just some of the things she said and I never really like put two and two together like this is wrong until I experienced this friendship so a part of me is glad that I went through it but it was just so hard because like I think you know going through it in high school versus going through an adult is just so different because like things that shouldn't matter do matter like like I said like the things in high school seem like they do matter but they don't like in adulthood they do matter like because this is like real life now but overall um this friendship taught me three things uh one that I want quality friendships um she was a very like, she was supposed to be the friend that I kept at surface level. Like if I were to go back, she would probably be the friend that we catch drinks. we probably go to brunch, but I wouldn't tell her my business. I wouldn't go any, do anything of that nature with her. Um, I wouldn't do anything deep with her. I wouldn't like discuss my life with her. Um, And there's another person in my life that I should have also did that with, but I didn't. But that's another story for another day. I know that now, and that person has been checked in that place. But. Um, I want quality friendships. I want people who around me who ha- who bring value to my life because I'm a valuable person as well. I think so. I'm very bright. I'm very educated. I um I want a lot for myself. I'm very ambitious. Um, and that brings me to my next point. Like I I want to be inspired by those around me. Um, she wasn't an inspiring person. She was inspired by me, but she didn't want to really act on it like she was like a talk like I want to I want to do this I want to do that but then when it came to placing those things into action she didn't want to do it um and I am a doer by nature a lot of people know this about me like if I say I'm going to do something I'm going to do it it may not be in the time frame but I say I won't do it but I'm gonna do it all right and if I don't make it just know I'm acting on it so she wasn't a doer by nature And I think a part of her jealousy or envious of me was just like, that I'm a doer and things happen to me because I'm a doer. And she didn't like that. Um, And the last point, which bounces off that point, is that people can be jealous and intimidated by you. I did not realize that jealousy was so common among people. Like, And that might be something that I might've been so naive about, but I never look at people with jealousy. Like I do have, okay, everyone gets jealous. Obviously I get jealous too. Like I'm a human, but like, I know how to check it. Like I know how to check myself to be like, you know, like put myself in check and realize what it's really about and kind of gather myself together. Like people will be jealous and put that on you and act funny towards you. And then the weird thing is they'll be nice to you. They'll pretend like they'll like you. They'll pretend to be your friend and they don't really like you. The whole time they never liked you because of who you are. But they will pretend to like you just to get closer to you. And then they'll start doing things like mimicking you or wanting to be like you in certain aspects. And it's like so crazy. Cause I'm like, what? what like I like an example with this specific friend is this like I was getting into makeup a little bit like I dabble in makeup I don't want one. I don't really like wear a lot of makeup because I don't really think I need it I feel like I look funny when I wear a lot of makeup so the little weight makeup I do wear people are like oh my god it looks so natural it looks so nice like your skin looks so put together because it honestly looks like skin because I didn't put a lot on." um so when I started wearing makeup and stuff Um, she'll be like, Oh my god, I want to do that. I just feel like I look so regular, da da. da, da." Just like. I mean, do you really want to wear makeup or do you want to wear it because I'm wearing it? I don't know. I don't know, child. But when you see people who are jealous of you, let them go and shine anyway. Shine anyway, girl. You don't need to be around people who are intimidated or jealous of you, and just know that it is common um a lot of people are out here not healed that's number four honestly that is number four a lot of people out here are out here not healed so do with that what you will and you know step aside from the people who need time honey um the next thing I kind of learned about was relationships oh my god relationships so as you guys know um if you were listening to the recap over the past year with Cynia, I went through a breakup um, over the past year. And, you know, I would say that this relationship was the best and worst relationship of my life. <laughs> um, the best because, like, I fully understand that I am capable of loving someone unconditionally. Um, I know... That relationship sort of taught me that, like, if I can love somebody like that and they weren't really giving me that much, imagine what I'm going to do for somebody that is loving me back the way I want to be loved. That gave me so much perspective. And something that is so crazy when I think about our relationship um, is that I likely, my intuition knew from the very beginning that he would not be who I would be with forever. I remember one day we were hanging out and I was looking at him. I was just like, if you're not it for me, that's crazy. Cause you know, at the beginning of the relationship, I think everything is so sweet and so nice. Like, um, and I told him, I was like, if you're not it for me, that's crazy. Like imagine who's really for me. Like I said that to him and he was just like, what do you mean? And I was like, it's not to be anything offensive, but like, now that I think about it, is offensive? I don't know. I don't know if that's offensive, but I wasn't meaning it in a bad way. But I was just like, if you're not for me, like imagine the next person that's like, like that the the person that's actually supposed to be for me, if it's not you, and this person is better than you, that's crazy. That's insane. I said that not even knowing that he wasn't for me. He was he was completely wrong for me, but. I say that to say, like, if I could love somebody like that and he's done nothing for me, imagine the person that's doing everything for me. I can't wait for that, honey. I cannot wait for that. Okay. Um. So reflecting on relationships, I was in a relationship for a majority of my early 20s. We met when I was 21. We broke up basically right before I turned 25. So... Um, I don't know if I'm ever gonna tell y'all, like, go into depth about, like, our relationship and how we broke up and blah, 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 whatever. Maybe one day when I can laugh about it. I still can't laugh about it yet. Part of me is still mad about it. I'm over the breakup. I do not want to be with him anymore, but I think I need time to get over all the things I allowed this man to do to me. Um, I still feel foolish. I still feel stupid. Like, I feel like a Ashanti. Foolish. q foolish because I I feel foolish. Okay, um, when maybe one day at a later date when I could laugh about it, but now I can't. So we'll talk about it then if I ever can. But right now we're not. So I can t- I can confidently say like, at a t- as a twenty six year old, I would never have dated that man, and I would have left him. We probably wouldn't even have talked. Like we wouldn't have had a talking stage. We would have never went on a date. We would have never had that. We would have never went that far. But 21-year-old Sasha, he was enough. He was enough for 21-year-old Sasha. And something that I feel like I regret then is like not dating more. Like I kind of met him and that was it. Like I didn't keep talking to people. As soon as I met him, I was just talking to him and he was talking to other people when he first met me like it was real to me later I didn't feel like it and in the beginning I didn't feel that at all because like he was into me uh but I wish I would have dated more like I wish I would have um explored more and dating more and of course I'm getting to do that now and you know maybe it was for the best that I didn't you know date more then um but um I just wish I would have dated more and got to learn more about myself and meet other people and see what kind of personalities there were and what I would like to have put up with. But Sasha then, you know, was a little bit more, not loose, but I wasn't as strict or I didn't have as many boundaries as I do now. We're gonna say that, we're gonna put it like that. So, um, but that relationship taught me so much, even with all of the pain I went through and strife, it taught me so much it's been invaluable um the pain i guess to some extent was worth it which is crazy to say um three things that i learned in this relationship um was that never think never date someone that that doesn't think they deserve you um one of the things and i said i would not go into depth about this but i'm gonna do it this person, when I dated them, he would tell me that I should be with a white guy. He doesn't think he's good enough for me. I should I should be dating a white guy. I should be dating an African guy. I should be dating men in suits that want to wear suits. Like, he had a vision for who I was supposed to be with. And this person was better than who he was in his mind. Whenever someone says that, run. Because... If they feel like they don't deserve you, they're going to put you in a position where they put you, they make you believe that, where they get you down. I guess like where they talk you down, your confidence down to where you meet them where they are. Don't do that. I did that. And child, never do it again. So if somebody tells you that they think they don't deserve you, let them go you're right. You don't deserve me. Maybe one day we'll we'll meet again. But at this time, I guess it's just not going to work. Let it be. Never beg for someone to love you. Now this is a little bit embarrassing, child. But I'm very, so much in a season, like if a man wants to, he will. You will never have to ask a man to call you, to text you, to do whatever. And very much in this very day, I said, I'm not going to talk about niggas, but like, very much so on this very day. Like last night I was texting a man and he was drunk at a club with his friend for his birthday. And this man was texting me back. Stop begging for this niggas to text you. Stop, stop begging for these niggas to call you. If he wants to call you, he will make sure he calls you. If he wants to contact you, he will make sure he contacts you in every way possible. A nigga is never too busy. And it may hurt your feelings, but let that man go. Never beg for someone to like you or to love you, to give you attention, none of that. I will never do that again. If someone wants to leave also, let them leave. Do not beg for them to stay. Let them walk out. I don't think this is going to work out for us. Hit the deuce and keep it pushing. Never beg someone for, for someone to stay, to like, to love you. There is somebody else who will, girl. Trust and believe that continue, and the last thing is, continue to love yourself, even in a relationship, um, and don't feel guilty for it, Um, and this relationship, I was made, he, he was particular in calling me selfish, so I would, I'm a very introspective person, so if you give me feedback on myself, I will reflect on it and be like, damn, was I, was that crazy to do? Like, I'm always reflecting on that. And I'm working on doing that less because a lot of that can be used to manipulate me. And I recognize that now. Um, But he would use that so that I would do less for myself and feel bad if I didn't put him first. So a lot of the time I spent putting him first before me, before me, before me. And then I was left with nothing. Well, I kind of had to relearn myself all over again. And that was like such a devastating process for me. Like, I don't want to cry right now. Like, and it, I'm smiling as I'm saying that, but like literally I, I'm getting emotional as I'm speaking about it because it was so deep. Like I lost myself in that relationship. Um, so continue to love yourself. Do things for just you. Uh, live for you because- Nobody else can do that for you. Nobody else is going to put you first. Even when that man loves you, even if you are in a healthy relationship, that person cannot put you first. And if you are in a healthy relationship, they want you to put yourself first because you can't give if you have, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't give if you have nothing. So girl, don't be like me. Learn. Learn from this. Learn something from this. Um, okay. Okay um piggybacking off that the third place in my life that i've learned lessons is in self-love um obviously this is self-explanatory everyone should love themselves um i kind of had five talking points here around that um one of them is dating yourself um Right before I met my ex, you know, I used to take myself out and go out on dates because like like I said, I was looking for friends. And I was kinda of being told tired of being told no, um, I can't go here because blah blah blah. Even with the friends I did have, like they would have boyfriends. I didn't have one at the time. And I would just be like, Oh, I can't go because I have somebody to go with me. So I remember even like make taking myself to the movies was a big deal. Like now I would pack up and just go to the movies by myself it's nothing for me to go to the movies by myself but back then it was a big deal I was like oh my god I can't go to the movies by myself that's so lame I would go to the movies by myself right now um going out to dinner with myself I'm um, going out to taking myself out to breakfast just doing dating yourself is such an important part of your journey and self-love um you learned all your fears your thoughts and a lot of what you learn is just like a lot of your thoughts about yourself are projections of what you think other people think about you. And then you'll start to care less. <laughs> and that sounds kind of like fucked up, but it's a truth. Like you learn so much about yourself, what you like, what you don't like. Um, and most importantly, you, know, you learn not to wait on people. You're living for you. You don't have to wait on anybody. You don't have to wait for a man to take you on a date. You can go right now. Um, and I say, do this, like, love yourself even while you're in the relationship. Like, date yourself while you're in this relationship. Continue to do things for you. Because, like, once you stop, that's when you start to lose yourself in this other situation that you're in. Don't do it. Love yourself. Um, I did a little bit about it, a a little bit of that throughout the relationship. Um, you know, with my therapy, I was, that was, like, the one thing I kept for me. He did not want me to go to therapy so bad. But I went anyway. And what how I would do it is like on the weekends is, when the, is the time that we would spend time together. Like it would be like when we would see each other. I would purposely schedule my appointments on Saturday mornings. So I had to get up and go downtown to go see my therapist. And then I would do a little something. Maybe I'll go to a store. I would run errands, whatever. And then I would go back home. Um, and that was time for me, reserved for me every week. I mean, sometimes it didn't happen. Sometimes it didn't go to therapy or whatever, but that was always time reserved for me. And I think you should, oh, I think you should also have time reserved for you, even if you were in a relationship. The next thing is when you look good, you feel good. I feel like during my early 20s, like, I really didn't care about my look. And not to say that like that's a reflection of your self-esteem and your self-confidence and your love for yourself but for me I feel like it is because like one thing about me if I'm feeling petty and I want somebody to notice I'm gonna get dressed and look cute and that makes me feel good so um I think even a part of in the relationship I just stopped caring altogether like I wasn't you know like caring like if we went somewhere like I would just put anything together and it was just like and that's the point where I was just like, I don't want to look like this. Like, uh, especially as I was becoming like a woman, like transitioning from like a young adult to like a woman, I was just like, I want to, you know, live in my womanhood. I want to look good. I want to be, I want to feel good because when you look at you feel good. So I think tapping into that was like a part of my self-love journey. I won't say that that's a part of everyone's, but it was definitely a part of mine. Um, you know, once I started discovering my style and who I want to be, um, you know, that's one—that's why one I locked, you know, how girl Sasha. And here we are. Look at me. Look at me. I mean, can't you? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the next one is take care of your body. You know, right before I met my ex, I was, I had a personal trainer. And I got into some of the best shape of my life. Like, I was looking good. Your girl's waist was tiny. The ass was sitting. okay? It wasn't fully, it didn't fully come into action yet. I didn't get my grown woman booty until, you know, the middle of that relationship. But I gained some weight and that's when I got the booty. But the the, the stomach was sitting. I was team no waist, okay? I had no waist out here. Um, I was getting strong. I was working out consistently, um, and a majority of that was for the wrong reasons. Um, I will say that. So I was going to the gym like six times a week, sometimes twice a day because I hated my job. So sometimes I would go to the gym on my lunch break because I needed a break for my job and I didn't know where else to go. Um so I would go to the gym and then I would go to the gym after work because I didn't want to go home because I um lived with my mom at the time. And I just wanted that was like my piece then. And I think once I moved out on my own. And have my own place. I didn't need to find a place to be my peace because I had my my home was supposed to be my peace. So I say all that to say find another reason, a good reason to always work out. Um, I mean you should be working out not to lose weight or anything, but just in general, just to keep yourself healthy. Okay, keep yourself healthy. Um, yeah. So I just feel like when. I canceled my my work my um, gym membership in 2017 because I had to because of a well, work situation I was going through and I kind of switched jobs so I lost income and blah 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 blah. I just it was the worst decision I ever made and I just lost so much of my self confidence because I wasn't up my body the way I liked. I wasn't like doing something that actively like you know kept me in shape kept me grounded um because exercising definitely keeps me grounded like when I set the day with the intention to work out and I work out oh my gosh I'm so productive I am so happy I'm s- such in a good mood especially if I work out in the morning just the decisions I make like I eat better like it's just it's crazy the effects that it has on just who I am as a person for the day so I will say you know do that girl do that. You need to do that. Um, the next thing is discipline. Uh, stop breaking promises to yourself, but keeping them to other people. You are your greatest commitment. You are your greatest commitment. And I said this in my episode with Sinia. So I'm gonna say it again. You are your greatest commitment. um, I am actively working on this this year. This is like something that I will break this year. Like there's no going past like even quarter one without breaking this because there's no way I'm going to attain any other goals without being disciplined. So I'll have an updated episode on my discipline journey, um, I guess, end of quarter one. And I'll tell you guys how how it's going, what I'm doing, how I'm attaining it. But that's what I plan to do. Discipline is so important. Um, If you're an ambitious person, if you want to do great things, if you want to have goals, you need discipline, and it starts from somewhere. Um, Following into that is creating a morning routine. Um, I think having a ritual every morning puts you in a place to be disciplined. If you wake up and you don't have um, the structure, then how do you have discipline to attain your goals? You need a structure. You need a baseline. So... It can be as simple as waking up every single every single morning and making your bed, but that's a part of your discipline and making sure it's done. My um, morning routine is going to be a little bit complex and I'll speak about that when I speak about my discipline journey. Ooh. I'm bourbon. Um, But yeah, so stay tuned for that. I know later date. But when you have no routine, when you have no discipline, you have no structure. No structure equals no productivity, as I was saying. Um, just having a morning routine is the chain reaction for a lot of things. So, like I make my I made my bed one morning when I started doing this morning routine starting this year, and I kept looking at the bed. I was looking at it because I was like, Oh, I was like, wow, this bed looks so nice made up. That's crazy. So I'm doing that. And that's a part of my morning routine. But like I said, I will discuss this as a later date with you guys about that. Uh, the next area of my life where I grew is growth. And I think when I'm talking about growth, I think not growth, but growth can be, you know, any type of growth. Um, I feel like as people, we never give ourselves credit for growing. You know, there are so many people that choose to stay stagnant. And in comfort, and we have to give ourselves credit for taking that step forward to making ourselves uncomfortable so that we can grow as people, because uh, that's what growth is, becoming uncomfortable, creating a new normal for yourself. Um, it requires discomfort, and, you know, it's hard as fuck. It's not easy. If you are in a period where you're disper- experiencing discomfort, um, you know, just know that, you know, give yourself credit for that, and you're on a, you're on the, you're in the right, you're going in the right direction, so give yourself credit, give yourself a pat on the back, because you're about to be that girl, Just know that. or that man, I don't know who, whoever you are listening to this, that girl, that man, whoever you are, um, the other person I grew was, like, starting therapy, like I said, my ex didn't want me to go to therapy, he thought it was dumb, um, But I went to therapy because I felt like I really needed it. Um, For people who are kind of on the fence about going to therapy, um, a little bit why I started therapy is because like when I moved out of my mom's place and I moved in with that friend that shall not be named, um, I was not happy for myself. I didn't have any excitement for a new beginning. Um, I felt like I was just there. Like I wasn't living, I was just there. Um, and it bothered me and it started to slip into other places of my life. And I was just like, what am I really doing? I felt lost. And that was before, like, I lost myself in a relationship with my ex or anything like that. That was before all of that, but I felt lost. And I was just like, damn, I need to speak to somebody about this. So I got a therapist and best decision ever of my life. Okay um sasha healed sasha healing sasha four years in the making um present day sasha thanks 21 22 well 22 year old sasha for making the decision to go to therapy because i'm so happy (laughs) all of the things that that went through and i was able to come overcome like I would never have been able to do that without therapy. I would not be this version of myself without therapy. I'm like the best version of myself right now because of therapy. So I'm happy I went, girl. And the last thing of growth that I did was moving. I moved to Atlanta by myself within two weeks notice, never visited Atlanta before and just moved. That was during the pandemic, a panorama. Omarion, Delta, Sigma Theta. Uh, but um, I moved by myself. It was one of the riskiest decisions I've ever made. Um, I have a story, a podcast episode on this as well why I moved, living in the South, how I felt about it when I first moved. That is an episode. You can go check it out. I don't remember the name off the top of my head right now. But Go check the episode out because I did talk about it. If you want to know more about how this move came into play, you can listen to the episode. But it just allowed me to grow and learn so much more about myself. Um, I experienced a lot of first moving, you know, from having my first apartment to having my own car to my first accident to my car being totaled. So I became a grown woman in Atlanta. Um. And I think the hardest part about me moving was just having to endure everything alone, but that's a part of being an adult. Um, the idea of, I think, the idea of not having somebody close in proximity to me to be able to call on if I needed something, it really um, made me realize how much security means to me. And I was able to alter my perspective on that. Um, and I just had to move differently when you're a woman that lives on your own, like you in a city where you really don't know people, you really know the areas, you really have to move differently. And I did, I created a lot of boundaries for myself. Um, and I really grew and I kind of understood what it meant to like be like to protect myself. Um, like not unlike in New York where it's just like, uh, whatever, like I know people, and I, I know how to get around. So I think I was just like a little bit more lax. I think here I really like tightened up and was like, you can't be like bully niggly with, with shit. Like you can't just invite, people over to your place. You can't just, you know, do whatever. You can't just go out late at night by yourself. Like you can't do those type of things, you know? So I really did grow up and become like a grown woman. Um and independent, very very independent. Not that I was not independent before, but like I'm good. I'm good. Okay? Um in the last area of my life where I grew um, is finances, you know, I did not get the grasp of finances in my early 20s, and I still don't have a grasp on them, um, but I am in a much better place than I was in my, when I was 21, for sure, when I was 21, I was just out here, like, if I had money, I spent it, sometimes I was dependent to bill money, um, I had to pay myself back on the next check, and I was just spending money, I didn't have a budget, I didn't, like, I didn't save, really, um, and, uh, a lot of that is due to the fact that, you know, my parents didn't really have the tools to teach me about money. My mom is very poor with finances, still is to this day. And um I just wish that I had that knowledge then, so I was able to do it. But you know, I'm getting a grasp on it. I budget now. your girls on your girls' order pay with the bills, okay? Um, which I thought was a rich person thing when I was like 21 like your bills on autopay that's crazy my bills is on autopay okay I'm that girl (laughs) let me stop but um I need to be better about saving I need to be better about um not making impulsive decisions when it comes to finances setting it up sinking funds. Those are things that I'm planning to do investing more investing. I just still feel like when people talk to me about investing after they say the word investing and they talk about what we should be doing. I just feel like they just start talking another language and I'm confused. Um, and I would like to get better and feel like I'm not confused. Like I know a little bit about what I'm talking about when people say stuff like that. So, um, getting on that page, I'm going to get there, though. We're going to talk about finances more. Of course, when I learn more and I'm able to be more disciplined and um, get myself together in that area. But in 2021, your girl will be getting the bag together in 2022. That's what I'm going to do. And once I get it together, I'm going to get back to y'all. You'll have a whole key. key. Because I definitely want to be here for the girls who are like, feel like they haven't had education on their own of course there's a lot of resources out there but speaking for somebody who doesn't know anything and is just doesn't have any help doesn't have any support um and is newer on this journey as well you know we got to help each other out okay so those are some of the things I learned in my early 20s like I said it is my birthday today and right now I am in Tampa with my cousin so we are enjoying that um You know, girl is a big 26. I mean, officially made it to my late 20s, which means no more health insurance for me. Well, mom's health insurance. I have to get my own. So big girl things. Um, I'm excited for like what my late 20s brings. And I want to thank you guys all for listening to me. Um, You guys have probably been a part of all of my (laughs) early 20s. Most of it anyway, um, from your 20s are lit to adulting with wine. I've been on this journey for quite a while, and I don't even have a set date for when all of this began. I just started doing it one day. Um, I'll probably have to look back and kind of decide on like an anniversary date so we can start celebrating that. But thank you guys for listening to me. Um, Thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. In my dream life, yeah, yeah, my can't be real fine.